All right, what is up? What is up, YouTube boxing family? It is IK right here. I'm back at it with another good live stream for you guys today. Um, I will be having Derek Diesel Jackson on the panel. Uh, I sent him the link, so um, hopefully me and him can talk it out and uh, you know, you know, talk about his uh, career and uh, yeah, you know, you know, go from that point on. So. Yeah, uh, like, um, much thanks to Howard Davis coming onto the panel, you know, talking boxing with them and, uh, just, uh, you know, discussing sports, you know. But yeah, um, I was supposed to have Danilo. I don't know what happened with him. So, uh, I'm just gonna, you know, just, you know, put that on standby and, you know, just wait for him to, you know, reach back out. Like, I'm not gonna do that. But me. Camilla, um, we'll talk tomorrow. That'll be 8.30 a.m. So I'll have that set up for uh, the morning time at 8.30. So uh, the reason why is because uh, she she's out in Italy. So she she's like, what, like six six hours away from me? So um, I'm out here in Florida. So I got, I got like, you know, more, you know, more of like a time gap with her. So, um... Yeah, so give me one second. Derek should be, should be, you know, should be joining soon. And give me one second. Alright, here we go. We got Derek. Yeah, can you hear me? Yup. Yeah, uh, can you hear me properly? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you properly. Sweet. Um, first of all, thank you for coming through. I appreciate it. And, no um, hope everything's well with you. Um, yeah, uh, just to start things out, just tell us who you are. How'd you get into boxing, right? <laughs> Excuse me. Um... I started boxing when I was five, and uh, I started off with karate, and then I I quickly was, you know, I got into the physical sports, you know, I was just, I was really into it. Uh, I got into boxing under Sheehan Renee, Sheehan Robert Renee, uh, in Orlando, Florida. So, uh, you know, I started off with him, and from there, I've just been boxing ever since. You know, and so now I'm ten and zero, uh, and yeah, we're, we're chasing greatness. Yeah, um, as far as the division you campaign at, uh, what division do you campaign at? Um, I've recently been fighting at fifty four. I've been fighting at fifty four. Yeah, that's interesting because I was thinking you fought at like one seventy five, and you know, like I'm not. Like uh, trying to trying to say that you're huge, but like <laughs> you look like a super soldier fighting at 154. I'm just saying, you know, you <laughs> have like insane physicality at that weight class. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's why I go by the name of Diesel. You know, um, everybody, everybody, you know, sees me on cameras and stuff, and they think I'm a lot bigger than what I am. But no, nah, I'm, I'm fighting at 154. <laughs> yeah, cause um. If anything, you kind of look just as big as Erickson Lupin. I'm not gonna lie. 
why. Like, yeah, you yeah. look just like him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to make like a joke out of that. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no I understand. I, I, I get it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, like as far as like, the sport goes, like, um, what's your goals right now? Like, are you trying to get up, get get into like the rankings soon, or you know what's gonna happen in the future? Yeah, um, I'm trying to, you know, become in, get in the rankings and end up on TV. I'm just trying to become a big name. You know, I want to be put in like history books and shit. Oh, sorry about that. So I watch my language, but yeah, you know, I just, <laughs> I just want to. Uh, you know, I want to go down to histories. Yeah. Um, as far as like, you know, your like your training regimen goes, like, um, who are you with? You know, as far as you know, getting your training and getting better. I've been training with um, Herman. Uh, Herman Casado. Oh, Herman Casado. Yeah. Right oh Miami. wow. Yeah, we've been training it up. Yeah, um, is he like a good coach that everyone says that he is? Like, does he does he really focus yeah. on his fighting? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's been we've been focusing on uh, you know, the the goal and uh, uh we've just been at it, putting in that work. Yeah, do you do you run into all the other guys like Michelle Rivera and all those, you know, talents? Yeah, friends? yeah, I've I've trained with Michelle, Lewis, Ortiz, all of them. Yeah, um, as far as just like you know, that the sparring goes, like, do you do you spar people in your division, or or do you fight guys that are heavier than you? Um, so with my sparring, I've been going with people sometimes a little heavier, sometimes my weight, and sometimes a little lighter. So I just I've been mixing it up, and uh, yeah, just putting in some good work. Yeah, because um, I wanted to, you know, just get your point of view on that. Because um, people say that it's better to fight people like around your weight class, but in certain cases, that's probably not to be a good idea. Just simply due to like you being like heavy-handed, and if you're like beating up guys that are. Oh, I'm sorry. Hello? Did you ask? Like I did. No, 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 oh. no. Yeah, yeah, like, I was just going to finalize to say, like, you know, is it, like, necessary for you to, like, fight guys around your weight class, or should it be better to fight guys that are bigger in case you, like, hit hard and, you know, let the people, who, you know, that you're sparring around your weight class can't take your shots, or? Um, it, it all depends on the sparring partner, to be honest, because, um, I've sparred on different types of weights, and, um, they've all had different reactions of sparring. You know, 130 before I'll even go as far as uh, fighting somebody who fought in the 128, I believe. And he was able to spar with me and with no problem and stuff like that. But I'd have a problem with somebody sparring me at uh, 140, you know. So it just all depends on the sparring partner. Yeah, because, um, like, I think... Honestly, like, in certain cases, like, if you're going up against, like, a really, like, how should I say, if you're going up against, like, that super tough opponent, 
Uh-huh. And you need to have like a good cradle form of sparring. Like, wouldn't it be better to like fight somebody that does have a little bit of size, but then they can actually give you like all the styles to be like, you know, ready for psychologically, right? Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to sparring with me, I just, you know, uh, I just get anybody who's willing to, uh, I take the, the way I am with my coach and my promoters, uh, they throw me a name and uh, I'm most of the times like, I just take it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I put in the work, so I'm, I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty good with that. <laughs> So wait, you just take anything out of the mystery box? Like you're just ready to be, be like, okay, like sign me up, right? <laughs> yeah, if I, you take me, and I, um, I know that I'm training. I'm, I'm ready to take the name. I'm ready to go. Hmm. Well, in that case, you should probably go out and uh, fight, fight Joey Spencer right away. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, hey Joey, you know, you know, if you need that, you know, fighter, fighter, you know, replacement, you know, for Jesus yeah. Ramos, you know, I can and you know, clip you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think I think that's a the great thing about boxing. Like when you are that underdog and everyone's talking smack about you and they're saying, oh man, who is this guy? Like he, like you know, he hasn't done anything, and then you just come in and just upset everybody. Like uh-huh. I think I think that's a, the greatest thing about having those yeah. mystery matchups where like you know if you don't do your research on the guy that you're fighting like th- like you know that's like a recipe for disaster and i think like i want to get your point of view like should you be watching film every single day on the fighters that you fight so you know if you like if you're going through a really tough training camp for like a good guy that you're fighting and then let's just say he pulls out and then there's like a guy that's way better than him but you but you don't know who this guy is and um you are not so informed of how he like on how he fights like should it be necessary like at a last minute you know resort to do research on the guy to make sure that you know you could actually make those quick fast adjustments to beat him sorry what <laughs> sorry oh all right um yeah yeah like i'll start over like like in a a certain scenario like like should it be necessary for you to do research on your opponents, whether if it's a, like a last minute fill-in or a tough guy that you may think he's tough, but you don't know too much about his film? Like, should it be important for you to study that fighter, you know, regardless of what the, you know, what the certain, you know, credentials and manners that gets you prepared come fight night? Um, I, th- I, I think it's good to do a little research and, um, even if I'm not able to sometimes, you know, because some fighters, you know, they change up styles depending on the fight and stuff like that. So he might fight one way, this one, this fight, but he might change it up for me. So you can never depend on that. But I myself, yeah, I, I, I like to to go back and do some research on the opponent beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, the reason why that I'm asking is, like, you know, I'll just use a really good example with uh, Jose Valenzuela and Edwin De Los Santos. Like, he didn't know anything about him. And he said at at the press conference, him and his team don't know anything about him. And it's kind of shocking because he had that one good fight that ended up becoming a loss to uh, Foster the third. 
you know, he wasn't viewed as like some like up and coming like threat, but yeah. I think like for those type of fighters, like shouldn't you be treating it like it's like a world title fight? Like, hey, like if this guy clips I, you, I, I treat every fight like it's a world oh. title fight, like it's my last fight. You know, um, it's honestly a war for me inside of there every time, no matter the opponent. Uh, since my first fight, you know, I've just been looking at every every person I've gone against so far. I've looked at as a challenge, you know. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that. Um, yeah, because like I think I think with the fighters that are like hyped up now in boxing, like they don't really take the sport seriously, and and I think like that's what ends up becoming like a massive cycle of like you know if you mm-hmm. are not fighting the best competition and you get clipped by some guy that no one's heard about but he's actually good like doesn't that just show that you know your skill level is just not where it's supposed to be right yeah um how like um how would you describe your boxing style you know like like are you a boxer puncher mover defensive yeah i would i would say i'm a boxer puncher you know um a lot of times i uh i stay inside and i brawl but i also i'm also a really smart boxer and i know how to box as well i know how to stick and move (laughs) yeah um i would say you're a boxer puncher because yeah like you know based off of your last fight that i watched um you were moving you had really good shot placement yeah and I personally think you know you probably crack pretty hard to like to gain the respect out of your opposition where you know they're not like coming forward and they're and they're, they're trying to like break you down and i mm-hmm. think like i think honestly today's fighters like not a lot of them use up the jab a lot do you like yeah. do you like agree right yeah yeah um do you do you start you know with your jab and then do you work your way into try to knock somebody out or um how do you, how do you I, prioritize I, yourself i start with the jab finish with the jab everything is with the jab i um i'll set up combinations that's how i you know set the pace it's just i use the jab throughout all the fight yeah um do you do you do you work on everything in the gym to to facilitate a certain style for a fight or do you try to work on all the things that you're not good at and then you know focus on you know like some of some of the things that you're really gifted at right um right now because uh you know i'm I'm young and upcoming so i'm just fixing the small problems i have right now and uh making sure to tighten that up before you know a bigger opportunity comes and uh, i'm just you know staying on top of everything yeah um as far as just like you know about the matchmaking that you're going through now like are these like tough guys that you're trying to look for like 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 heading into 2023 in the future like like um like um are you going to be seeking more tougher opposition um well uh that's up to my uh my team and stuff like that uh i'm always looking for a competition all right, um, but yeah, I'm always looking for a competition. I love competition, so I'm a very competitive person. Uh, I'm, they give me a hard competition. I love it. I'm, I'm here for it. 
Um, when are you getting back into the ring? Uh, my next fight is February 25th. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, is this out? Like, um, where's the venue? Um, it may be, I believe, Minneapolis. Wow, Minneapolis. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, I don't think. Well, honestly, if it was out in Minnesota in the Armory on a PBC card, I probably, you know, would be lit for that. But uh-huh. Minneapolis is like, I don't think. Or wait, actually, um, yeah, yeah, Minneapolis, that's out in Minnesota, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if that's in the Armory, oh, wait a minute, is that a PBC card? Twenty fifth, Brandon Figueroa. And Mark McSyle? I believe so. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yo, that is some good insider news. But if that happens, yo, I'm definitely, yo, I'm definitely helping you out, man. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna be promoting that on my All page. Right, for sure. All right, for sure. Yo, that's awesome. Yeah, but I'm hoping that's uh uh like uh, that's not the case. <clears throat> um I was gonna say, like, as far as you know, venues go. Like, do you, do you have like certain venues that that you want to fight at in the future for your career? Uh, none. Uh, no specifics. Um, I just I know I want to have a hometown fight for sure in Orlando. Uh, especially when I get big and stuff, I want to sell out the Amway Arena type. Yeah, so. the Amway. That's a really good spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because I recently moved out here to Florida from New York because I'm from Albany. So um, okay. I'm out here. Yeah, like I'm out here in Waimama, but um, I can I could always go out to Tampa or Plant City. You know, if oh, you gotcha. have fights out there. All right. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say like, do you, do you plan on wanting to like fight internationally, maybe in other countries, right? Or yeah, yeah. Um, it was a thing I did in the amateurs. It's a thing I'm looking to do as a pro. So I'm I'm looking to, you know, become one of the best and fight the best. And yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, nice. Um. Uh, do you do you do you want to like like as far as marketing goes? Like, what are you doing to get your name out there? Like, are you are you like utilizing like the internet a lot or? Or are, are you, like, heavily relying off of promoters to do it for you? Um, it's, a, it's a lot of the internet and uh, my promoters. So uh, my promoters, they help get my name out there. Uh, but I also post on the internet and uh, I post, you know, like, little boxing videos and stuff like that. So, yeah, I try to promote myself as well. Yeah, cause um, I think I think the problem in the sport, like I don't know if you can agree, but it's like not a lot of people want to promote themselves, and I think they're just stuck in what the past, like fighters wise, where you know they yeah. think promoters are necessary in the sport, but um, you know, in in other sports, you know, they don't need like a promoter for them, you know, you know, they already have like, the backing for them uh-huh. to like get in, and then obviously it's like limited talent pool to like be put onto like the rafters of promotion but um yeah. i guess for boxing like like compared to um what's happening right now and like like on youtube boxing like 
do you do you think that the social media influence you know is like pretty good to try to get yourself you know aligned with like bigger audiences that way right yeah yeah um i believe you know through social media and the, and the influence that it gives uh, i believe you know you just set up a, a lot of major fights yeah um yeah because like i think i think that's not the future because you know um i was like talking with other people about it but like if i'm you know let's just say like you know if i'm you know going to fights out in atlanta georgia a lot and i like you or anybody else that fights out there and let's just say like for example if more black americans came together to create a more like decentralized network to have more events you know catered for black american fighters uh-huh. do you think like uh, do you think that's a good idea to have like a grassroots you know community network to have like certain certain like events lined up for certain athletes of that caliber yeah um and, you know i support my community a lot and anything you know uplifting my community i'm full force you know supported so uh yeah uh, i agree yeah because i wanted to ask that because i think that that will break a lot of the corruption in boxing to like have more of what the fans come together and if yeah. you could have that like if you could have that set up made economically for people that wanted to have their own you know covenant based you know relations with their own people like i think i think that's like a really good tool to do to try to experiment but um i wanted to you know just to ask that to get your point of view um yeah like i was also gonna ask like um as far as your career goes like do uh, do you plan on winning like a lot of titles in multiple divisions like like um how long do you do you plan on staying in boxing um i plan on being in here for a while you know uh multiple divisions probably and you know i i just like i said i, I plan on being in the history books so i want to make my name like a you know like a big old name and build something off of it yeah um do you do you uh like as far as what the weight classes go like you know what's up the highest weight class that you're trying to you know finish your career at uh I'd say like probably 175. Ah, <laughs> uh, 175? Yeah. Dang, man. That's like that's ginormous. <laughs> like some people already think I fight there. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um I was I was going to ask about like weight cutting. Do you, do you think that's like the hardest thing out of boxing out of everything? Uh, because it seems like a lot of fighters are not fighting at their natural weight classes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, for some fighters, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, definitely hard and, uh, it's like a major thing for them to do that weight cut. Uh, but for me, my, my journey, it's some, some of it has been hard, but lately it's, it's all been pretty easy with, uh, losing weight and keeping it, uh, maintained. Um, how much weight are you shredding, you know, heading into fight night? Not much. Uh, it's like a cool uh, 15, 10. 
pounds. Oh. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because, like, um, honestly, for me, like, uh, what bothers me, like, a lot is, like, all these weight classes in boxing doesn't really help the sport. If anything, it just yeah. benefits, you know, the promoters and sanctioned bodies that want to, like, make money off of the fights that are not uh-huh. really, you know, interesting. But um, I was going to say, uh, if there was a massive consolidation uh, in, in weight classes, because I believe in the past uh, there was, like, not that many weight classes at all in boxing, but um, uh-huh. I wanted to get, you know you know your point of view do you, do you think it, do you think of boxing if it got cut down to like let's just say eight weight classes total for the sport do you like a, do you think that's like a way better setup to like help fighters cut weight better to like avoid any risk or fatal injury uh uh i feel like i don't know it probably uh help help the boxing community but also hurt a little bit not uh as far as you know it's just you know once you get so comfortable with the weight class and you're fighting with that weight class then uh other people get joined in because of you know sizes and stuff like that and then there's you know people that would take that as a benefit you know would uh grab that and run with it (laughs) Yeah, like I like I think I think it would be a lot better, like like just as far as like you keeping your fluids together, because uh-huh. I assume if you're like you know if you're draining down to the weight and people try to like throw like that weight bully symbolism onto fighters that have been in weight classes for quite a long time, like like you're actually saving more uh, lives in a way to like to like basically introduce like a better system where. You know, you're not having to like sacrifice that much muscle, you know, versus fat yeah. heading into like a fight. I assume, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say training wise, like, do you do you go through like a lot of like what like strength and conditioning, or or um, what do you focus on every fight camp? Um, just you know, like uh, strength and conditioning and boxing. Just a lot of that. You know, we work on the basics a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you do, you do like do you do like a uh, like a like um a lot of uh, road work or you know hill runs or you know whatever they call it, right? <laughs> we do a lot of work on the track and field, and uh, we get you know some good conditioning in, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we we work all around. And we make sure everything's in uh, stable condition. Nice, yeah. Because I think I think that's like so necessary to like see it. Um, like I think I think if every boxer had it set up like that, where you know, like, don't you know how how UFC they have like their own like actual gyms mm-hmm. for like the yeah. fighters? Like, if boxing had something like that, do you, do you think that would like benefit your skill set as a fighter? versus like having like the limited you know services like around you depending on where you are um yeah i I feel like i feel like that would help um you know gather a lot of boxers together and uh 
you know, you, you learn from your surroundings and the people around you. Yeah. Because um, I think in today's sport, like, a lot of fighters are not preparing correctly in training camp. So maybe that's why in some cases, like, some fighters just don't look good in a fight. Because, you know, either they're overtraining or they're going through some really bad, you know, practices in training. Like, like um, I'll even use uh, Jason Rosario, uh, for example, when he fought Charlo. Um, from what I heard, he went through a 16-week camp preparing for Charlo. Oh, wow. And that was so much stress that he went through. It's like, you know, there was like, like, I don't know if you see it, but it's like, when you see a fighter that gets buzzed really early and they're getting hurt a lot easier by an opponent that's naturally fit for the division, like, don't you yeah. don't you see that as like a major like you know risk factor that needs to be yeah. handled immediately? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I was just I wanted to ask, uh, but um. As far as the, uh, I guess not the management of your career, like, um, what's some advice that you would give to any fighter starting out in boxing? Like, um, what do you have to go through to keep your career, you know, in, you know, in a positive manner? Um, you know, it's like my team always says, it's, it's the fight outside the ring that really matters. Um, you know, you just got to keep your head straight. Don't let stuff outside the ring distract you from boxing or you know affect you from boxing um you might be having problems outside the ring because you know that's that's the way life is you know life isn't always easy but you can't let that distract you from the things that's happening inside the ring yeah um i was gonna say like um as far as just getting fights is it hard for you finding you know like opponents or um somewhat to an extent, but um, you know, and I I grew up and um the way type of person I am, you know, boxer puncher, uh, I really don't care about who I'm going against. So sometimes it's hard to find people to fight. But other than that, it's 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 pretty good. My management team is doing a pretty good job of finding me opponents. Hey, like I was gonna say, if you're looking for like a really tough fight. Or a tough opponent. Um, I've been hearing that one fighter, Brian Polacco, he's looking for fights at, you know, at on uh, one fifty four. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I just wanted to throw that out there to create some rivalry. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of rivals, do you do you have any like rivals in your division that that um that um you want to settle beef with or any fights that you want in the future? That are big. Um, nah, I don't really have like uh, any beef for anybody or stuff like that. Just I'm looking to get all the names and uh, add them to my list. You know, I just I'm looking to become a big name, like I said, and you know, I want to become in the history books. And to do that, I gotta take on whoever in the division. I mean, we need you to go over to the to the zone so you can start clearing those British dudes out. At least you can. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just I'm just saying, like they're just trash. Like they're not yeah. they're not on. 
they're not on anybody's level over here, you know, in uh -huh. the States. Like, I don't know if you've seen, like, some of what their talent, like, Kyle Man, Agarco, and all those guys. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, because I think, I think, like, if you just put, like, one American fighter in there, like, you know, they just clear the, you know, entire roster. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. Speaking of which, like, I think, I think, like, honestly, if you had it set up where boxing didn't have any, like, sanctioned bodies or, like, you know, corrupt, you know, matchmaking in the sport, like, in a perfect mm -hmm. world, like, if you were tough, like, if you were matched up tough at the beginning of your career, do you, do you believe that the skill set of where you are right now would, like, 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 basically skyrocket further to where you want to be? Um, my, I have full confidence in myself and I believe, um, you know, put me up against anybody and, um, I'll do what's necessary to win. And, uh, that's just the, the dog in me. I know, I know how to survive and do what I have to do to win in those situations. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, because I think um, I think I think a lot of fighters don't have a lot of dog in them, and I think um, yeah. that's what shows like you know the truth out of your skill set of who mm -hmm. you are, you know, as a you know as a fighter, and you know your fighting spirit. So I think um, you know matchmaking is very necessary to be matched up tough, but don't like I don't know how I can explain it like. Do, do you do you believe that you know if you were being matched up extremely tough should it be like certain levels of like being matched up tough like should you start from like level one before you hit like level yeah, five? yeah. There's, there's, or, there's levels there's levels to this thing there's uh levels to boxing and um yeah i I've, i feel like no no boxer should you know just automatically you know straight up just skyrocket out of nowhere um, there's like a you know you get, you gotta build up somewhere and you know you gotta start off with experience and everything so yeah um, I'm pretty glad with how my team has moved me so far and um, the things I've learned all the way. Yeah, because the reason why that I asked that is because like you know when you got these fighters like Jaime Mangia or like any of these guys that are just holding up their division by by just fighting you know, tomato can or just low level fighters, like mm -hmm. doesn't you know, doesn't that anger you as a fighter to be like, oh well, if I run into a guy just like that that doesn't want to fight me and you're out here beating everybody that is available but they're not at the level that you need to be, mm -hmm. doesn't you know, doesn't that need to be put set in place where like, you know, like I'll even use like um whatchamacallit, the uh Subria Matias and Jeremiah's Ponce situation. Um Matias was supposed to fight Ponce back on October fifteenth on the Deontay Walder card, right? And mm -hmm. um basically, you know, Ponce tried to make up the excuse to say that, oh well, I can't fight him due to like my visa, which that was like a lie, but he um he he did it in a way to, to try to avoid the, the fight and then when mm -hmm. Subra Matias came out and exposed that to say look like you know uh, the IBF is basically allowing this guy to like reschedule to say that he has visa issues when he doesn't have visa issues they like uh, 
um they decided not to strip his ranking to let the next mm. available guy fight him so now this is like i think like the second or third time that this fight had to be rescheduled but like i'm hearing that fight's gonna be on february 25th but i'm not too sure but uh yeah like like for issues like that like like if you're in that issue or um in that situation should you should you either just move on or should you try to try to push for some form of you know um how should i say like legal action to to, to like to prevent you know these type of things from happening in the sport um i, w- I would try to push some legal action but um at some point you just you just gotta keep moving on and you know fighting the other great names that um could just be added onto your list there's always going to be somebody else Yeah, because I wanted to bring that up with you because I feel like when, like, you know, if I like you as a fighter and I'm putting my hard-earned money to, to to see you fight, but you're not getting your shine to get your championship opportunity, then I think that's screwing us as a community that wants, you know, this sport to be great. So I think that, you know, predating to my earlier point that if, if we as a people started bringing ourselves together to decentralize away from that corruption and try to create our own events and our own like ethnic driven communities. Like, you know, if black American talent was just completely stacked and you had all the black American communities and all the major cities just have their events dedicated for black fighters, wouldn't that Mm -hmm. be a good idea to do that instead of trying to force these mediocre fights with better talent that, Mm -hmm. that shouldn't be, you know, in the ring with them. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I agree, and um, I agree that's something our community should do. Yeah, um, I just figured I'd bring that up because you know, um, I talk to other people in the sport like uh, Tim Witherspoon Jr. and all these other you know known fighters in the game, but uh, I just wanted to get your point of view because uh, I think like I think you know if, if like if boxing had something like that where you know there was like more marketized like innovation to like separate from like the corruption and people Mm -hmm. were like you know people were to actually do good like you know almost similar to like a black wall street like you know situation where you know everyone's coming together in their own type of like little decentralized network like i think i think that would easily destroy the corruption fast but Mm -hmm. you know it would be a good starting point to say hey look black americans are coming together with their own talent and they're doing way better they don't need anybody else you could always have like your tank davis devin haney type fighters always go at it and you know the cards would be stacked like you know look at what Javante davis did with his you know with his like event like i'm just using that as like a base you know example but but just like imagine that at the world title level but with people having their own events set up for it you know you don't need to have like the middleman coming in like the sanction bodies and the commissions to you know prevent all those big matchups happening yeah but um i was going to ask uh one more question and then i'll um let you go uh like i don't want to hold you up uh but as far as like you know your career goes like you know what are you trying to do to like fulfill your career before it's all said and done but you know when you're you know gonna hang it up 
Um, I'm trying to have some shots at the title. Um, I'm trying to, you know, just go against all the big names. You know, I get some shots at the titles. I'll go against the big names. Uh, and, you know, just truly show out for my community. My uh, my hometown, Orlando. You know, I truly got to show out for the people there, that the ones that have been supporting me since the beginning. So, you know, just a lot of love and admiration for them. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, I'd like to go see your fights one day. Like, I want to see you fight Xander's ass. That would, mm-hmm. that would be lit in Florida, hands down. Yeah, he, he, he was uh, somebody who I went against in the amateurs. And, um, yeah. Oh, really? Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we went against each other one time. Yeah. Yes. The last time I was at the Nationals, yeah. Seven I was like seventeen, eighteen Nationals, yeah. This was in twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, wow, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Xander Xander's only been pro for like three years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so wild, man. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. because, uh, I don't know, like, I don't know if you know Tito Mercado, like, you know, um, Ernesto Tito Mercado, he's out of California, mm-hmm. but, uh, um, he told me he was supposed to fight Xander at some Florida national tournament, but, uh, mm-hmm. for some weird reason, he wasn't able to get that fight, and, um, he, he ended up fighting one of his other stablemates, I think, I want to say it was Charlie Sheehy or somebody else, but, mm-hmm. yeah, he fought some pretty stacked opposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, yeah. Uh, do you do you have any final words for the audience? You know, um, that supports you. Uh, I just want to say, uh, you know, I appreciate everybody that's just been supporting me so far. Um, you know, it's diesel power all the way. Uh, follow me on Instagram at uh, D I E number five E L and then zero. Uh, and uh, I'm just gonna con- watch me continue to chase greatness. Sweet man, I appreciate the conversation. I'd like to do this again, and uh, you know, best of luck in the rest of the journey. Like, I'm excited, yeah. And um, I appreciate you for having me here, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I um, you know, I got you know, hooked on to your name through kind of local sports. So, you know, like I like to give him a shout out as well. But, um, yeah, you know, like I think, you know, I think you're about the goods, you know, heading into boxing, you know, Mm -hmm. I think, I think like people, people out of your caliber don't get like a lot of, you know, credibility early. So, you know, like I like to, you know, talk with people like that and try to help them out any way I can. So. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Yep. Uh, thank you very much, and um, I'll uh, talk with you later, man. All right, for sure. Thank you. All right, peace out, bro. Bye. Bye. All right, y'all. Thank you very much. Uh, salute to you, Mr. Star Destroyer. Thank you for coming through. Um, I haven't seen you in quite a long time. Uh, maybe it's probably because I go live on my other channel, but yeah, man. Uh, thank you guys for coming through. Um, I wanted to give you all the update me and danilo um i don't know if we're gonna get this on today but um i'm trying to see what happens with them but uh uh i'm pretty sure we're probably gonna end up finding like another day um i usually don't like it when people like say that you know they're gonna do something you know for for a particular date and then they don't end up doing it with you so i mean if they're not gonna let you know ahead of time to get it done then 
I think I think that's just not fair. But either way, like I'll give the benefit of the doubt, you know. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry, but yeah. Either way, uh, uh, that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, let me know what you guys think about uh, Derek Diesel Jackson. Um, I'll actually drop his, uh, you know, Instagram link for you guys. Um, uh, hold on, give me a second. Derek Diesel Jackson. Um, yeah, hold on, give me one, one second. But all right, sweet. Sweet, sweet, sweet. All right, I got it. All right, so, yeah, this is his Instagram. Uh, go check him out. And I will see you guys later. And, yeah, man, that's pretty much it, man. Um, I had a pretty good conversation with him. So I'll uh, definitely follow up with him again. And I can't wait for the next fight. You know, that's going to be uh, pretty interesting. But if he, but if everything's uh, going well as planned, uh, if he is fighting on the on the uh whatchamacallit the uh pvc card for february 25th um that's gonna be lit because uh, i'm pretty sure there was supposed to be a pvc event at the armory because if it is pvc um that's gonna be a very very good, good showing of his next fight he's 10 and 0 right now he got five ko's um he's a pretty uh destructive fighter so Please go check him out. I'll see you guys later. And shout out to Mr. Derek Diesel Jackson. I'll see you guys later. Here's the outro. Peace out. Peace, love, liberty, and happiness. I'll see you guys later. And shout out to Star Destroyer um, 809. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys later. Thank you. Peace.